They say this is a big rich town I just come from the poorest part Bright light city life, I gotta make it This is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard I never took a straight path, no way Life's coming in lovely on a crazy Saturday night It's an epic night tonight in the studio, ladies and gentlemen Wow, wow, wow The way we come in on this one Already let you know that this is going to be an epic podcast Thank you so much for tuning in Let's hear a podcast for Rosenberg Radio We're rocking out Completely killed that music Because I want to just hear it dry right now As I get ready to introduce everybody that's in the studio And my guest that's coming out Ladies and gentlemen Mm-mm. The intro already told you we're rigging out something special tonight. But you know how I normally rock in on SQR podcast. I want to big up everybody that's in the house tonight. I told them on the intro tonight's gonna be epic. So let's start from the intro. Big shout out to my boy Manny and Charles on the camera holding us down. Thank you so much, guys. You know, making sure what you're seeing is what we're doing back here in the scenes and getting you the full taste of what's happened here on the SQR podcast. To the guests that's in the peanut gallery, I'm gonna take a moment to big you guys up. Big shout out to Christian, thank you so much for coming in, sir. Big shout out to my boy Joe, big shout out for being here, Flaco, Maxi, people in the back, and the lovely ladies that are actually sprinkling some flowers in between all this concrete. Thank you so much, ladies, for being here. Big shout out to Ellie behind the sounds holding us down, and we are about to rock out with something special tonight. My guest, Hassan, thank you so much for being here. Hassan Oliver is somebody to watch. Not only is he a comedian, actor, activist, writer, he is the full gamut of what we need to enjoy right now, especially in a climate where everything is tense. Yeah, the full throttle, baby. Yo, thank you so much for being here, bro. I appreciate you. Let's just leave these green bottles and salute the Heineken movement right mm. now. Of Rude course. Boy. Yeah, we drink, for real, for real. Mm. You know, we always drink responsibly here as we enjoy these Heineken's on SQR podcast. Yeah. Hassan, let people know who you are. My name is Hassan Oliver, a.k.a. Baby Boy Haas from Newark, New Jersey. Big Big up Newark. Big up Brick City. Brick City in the house. Um, I'm always in Brooklyn, so people call me Brook, Brook City, Brook, whatever. Okay. Because I roll with a lot of Brooklyn dudes, man. We got a connection going on. So this co- my new name is Brooklyn City. Bro- okay, we're gonna <laughs> adopt that right now. Yeah. So you're telling us the journey of, and that's what we do on the podcast. We dissect who you are, where you came from, you know, the influences you had, the bumps, the wins to make you who you are right now, and what you're doing. So before we dig into the past, yeah, let everybody know some of the projects you're involved with, where they can see you, and how they can get in touch with you if they need you. The last project I did as an upcoming comedian, been out here for 10 years, I produced, directed, and written my own movie called The Real Unemployed Comedian. The Real Unemployed Unemployed Comedian. (laughs) Sounds like a life story. And uh, it came up because, you know, every average comic, you wind up really being unemployed because if I worked at the mall and I got an audition coming up, I can't call out. I'm either gonna get quit, get fired, or try to say somebody died in my family. <laughs> and most of the time, they be like, "Well, your mother died last month. <laughs> she can't die you you fired." Exactly. <laughs> so it's like you always wind up unemployed at a certain term. And as a comic, if you, I took I took it like this: if I'm not 
in contract with you for a month, I'm unemployed for that month. Mm. So I'm the unemployed comedian. So you're gonna actually understand the whole starving artist terminology. Starving is like the word, it's like you bleeding. Wow. Starving, not the word. So let's go back to this. List the projects and let them know how they can get in touch with you before we dig into the past. The projects, all the way to, the, to where I'm at now, the projects, the DraftKings with Odell, with Joel, the movies with uh, AZ, Amano, uh, um, all of that came from just grinding, no pay, just passion, mm-hmm. grinding. I can do this role, I can do this role. Because every comic wants to do a comic role. I never wanted to do that. I wanted to always challenge myself and take a more serious role. Escura podcast, Score Rosenberg. Yo, what what a what a jewel you just dropped and snuck into into that because it's so profound to hear you say, although you're a comedian, mm-hmm. you did not want to do a comedic role. So before I even dig into that, because we're almost at the, the the end of your story, let's go back to the beginning. The beginning. How did you? What was the family makeup like? Because I'm trying to find out what ingredient that came in that inspired the comic in you. Growing up in foster care, yeah, you like, talk about it. Growing up in foster care, like Tiffany Haddish, like a lot of us comedians come from foster care. Uh, Eddie Griffin, um, DMX is a rapper, but he was a foster child to his grandmother. Back mm. then, you take on so much pressure, and you're not afraid of anything. You're not afraid of no. You're not afraid to fail. You're afraid of being loved. So comedy for me, growing up, remembering all of that in the foster care with different ethnicities, it's like, you know what, whatever I do in life, I'm gonna I'm take control, because I already saw the worst. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me take you back a little bit further. How did you get into the foster care system? The real story or my joke way? You know, all right, let's do this first. Let's do this first. Give me the joke first. The, 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 joke, the joke way is uh, back in the 80s, uh, growing up in the hood, when crack cocaine hit the hood, uh, my parents couldn't resist the sales pitch. <laughs> <laughs> so they they went in and spent a lot of money on that and my black ass wound up in foster care. That's the sales pitch of any mainstream or urban room and it lets you know what you're about to see on stage. That's how I identify it. That's wow. the joke that I deformed it. So let me ask you this, because I'm very curious and I've always seen a comedian who they deliver a lot of real stuff that we go through and it's not even the, the, the material is like so rare and profound because we all can relate a little bit to what the story. So let's dig into this. Give me the real story behind the journey into foster care. The real story from my parents? Yes. No, so let me ask you this. You were born, what was the family makeup like? The, um, when you came into this earth, what did you come into? What I, was that scenario like? I came into the whole family was Muslim and they wasn't Muslim. Mm-hmm. But I got a Muslim name and I got a white last name. Okay. <laughs> so Hassan Ali Kareem Oliver. What? So that right there should tell you something wrong with his last name. If you can't catch that, then something wrong with you. So you're born into a Muslim household that's not really living living the Muslim, Muslim lifestyle. No, no, at all. Nobody taking their shahadas, no nothing. This is real. No, no, talk to me. Yeah, so. Because here's what, here's what, I'm, I'm not gonna interrupt you anymore because I'm always known for doing this, but I also am so curious about your journey. Because right now I'm seeing a very confident, a very prolific young man that's yeah. killing it out here. So let's go back and continue the journey. So you're born into this Muslim household. You're not living the lifestyle. Yeah. Brothers, sisters? Brothers, sisters. Um, my birth mother was just, 
three girls and just me. One boy. That's why I came to the name Baby Boy. That used to be my stage name, Baby Boy Haas. Mm. So it's like when we all got separated, it was like, where you going to go from here? You, you meet back up at 12 and 13. You don't know each other now. Mm. And what, 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 so the transition into this breaking up, and the reason I'm being so granular because I realized that through your journey, you've gained strength through all of this. Yeah. It's so clear. And even if I didn't speak to you, I sense that. That's why I want our listeners to be able to understand and dissect that, listen, what you went through, they can go through it too. Talk on it. So what was that journey like? Was the family initially on drugs? Who brought it in? What did you see? Is there something profound that happened during that experience? The experience was, as I learned later, that I used to really hate my mom for certain reasons, but she probably made the best choice of her life and my life to give us up. To have a better life because I went to a white family. I was the one that went Caucasian, like different strokes, yeah, like yeah, Will yeah, or yeah, Arnest. Yeah, yeah. I had like more like one stroke. <laughs> <laughs> so I was with the Caucasian family for years. So when I go through coming up in the hood, then going to the suburbs, then coming back, I'm kind of confused. Mm. Then I got to meet my other sisters and brothers like, I don't even know if I'm being lied to or told the truth, but all I know is I'm making fun of everything I see. I was a jokester from day one. Mm. So that's like, you kind of scarred, but you like, you know what? It's funny to me because it's, I don't know the truth no more. I'ma just laugh, I'ma, Kevin Hart said it best, laugh at my pain. That pain I'm going through like, you really probably not my sister. I'ma try to kick it with you. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I probably try to knock my sister off who was a Caucasian, but I can't. Escure podcast, Score <laughs> Rosenberg, Hassan Oliver, coming back from this quick break. We're going to continue this journey of his life. Thank you so much for being so open. Gotta be. That's why I picked it. I never took a straight cab nowhere. I just came up with all this part. Eskewer Podcast, Paul Rosenberg. Ooh, we kicking back here. Hassan Oliver, comedian, actor, prophet. You know, you know, just experiencing so much that he is. He's, he's, and I love the fact that through your journey, I'm understanding that um, comedy or you being or taking a comedic approach was therapeutic for you because yeah. you've been very casual. And I gotta be honest with you, I was hoping to poke at and get something out of you from the experience, but you seem to just really have maybe mentally yeah. glazed over it or, you know, because that's not major, bro. I mean, growing up the, under the circumstances that you have, it's not like the norm. Yeah, yeah, it's not. But the older you get, you, you kind of look at it like, you know what? I went through the worst already young. If I dealt with that, being an adult, you know, you deal with different things. I'm gonna just make him make it make the the best out of it. Escura podcast. He just dropped a jewel. Stay focused, ladies that. and gentlemen. Making the best of whatever comes your way. So let's continue this journey. So you're into the foster family. Yeah. What's that makeup like? Uh, it was it was weird because uh, in school back then people looked at you like, "Ew, you adopted," and uh. you like it's kind of bullying, but it's like okay. So me being very athletic, I handle it being athletic, funny, and popular. So when I found out adopted, I didn't know I was really adopted to like 12. I'm thinking mommy, mommy. But I knew, I, th I thought the white family I was living with was friends. But when I really found out, I was, saw the pictures of my last name was Jacobs. <laughs> I was like Will and Arnold in different strokes. 
Wow. Sound like you accepted that whole thing. It's, it was like, what can you do? You, you, that's the journey you've been through. So now let, this is my life of comedy. So mm. it, was, it was written for me to, that's your gift. If you want to go on stage and tell it, if not, whatever you do in life, go strong because you've been through it already as a child. Let me ask you this. Do you remember a specific moment through that little journey, right, that you realized that comedy or me being funny or me translating my journey yeah. through, tell me that moment, come on. The second family, this is a true story, is in my comedy. I was adopted by two, back in the day it was called, two, when two lesbian women before, lesbian was called bull daggers. What? I don't know if you know, bull daggers. They grew up not, they hate men. Bull? Daggers. Okay. That's, maybe it's All a right. Jersey term. Yeah, that went over my head. I've never, I mean, I'm, I'm not exactly the most sharpest tool it's, in the it's, shed. But it's I, legal to say, like, an older lesbian is called a dyke. Yes. The grandmother of dyke is bull daggers. Like, those were my parents. Okay, yeah. We're learning something on Escura Podcast. And once I go focused. around, they're like, yo, who your mother and father? I'm looking like, <laughs> like Octopus Prime and Megatron. Like, look. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that young, this is hilarious. And I did a talent show and they both came and whatever I did on stage telling jokes, my mother was like, you should do comedy, you funny. I'm not mad at you because you called me and your mother. Oh, I'm like, well, that, you my mother too. <laughs> this is true story, that's what I knew, I'm gonna do comedy. <laughs> Megatron and, <laughs> yo, it was crazy. Yo, so you went up on stage. I did it. What age was this? It was seventh grade. Are you crazy? Talent show. And you're talking about the bull dagger. Cause they like, where's your parents? I'm like, they right there. They like, who, her and her. <laughs> And no lie, I was like, yo, this is, I wanna do comedy. Wow. I wanna do comedy. What was the, what was the crowd's reaction to your story or your, your pitch or your, your set? Oh my God, I can't believe he said that. His parents gonna kill him. <laughs> parents were sitting in front cheering me on. <laughs> That's beautiful. But when you adopt it, it's like a probation period. You only with them, them parents for a while <laughs> to where if they're not stably ready for you. Ask you a podcast. I'm trying. <laughs> you gotta trying go. To, you said it's a probationary period. That's true. Oh my god, that's so funny. And what's? I mean, I'm not laughing at your story. You I'm gotta laugh at, at it. No, I'm laughing at your delivery. Okay. I have to salute the therapy behind it. It was therapy and learning experience, and like, why should I? I'm sad, but I gotta laugh at this. I'm not asked to put in this situation. Let's, let's let's slow that down real quick because in today's world, a lot of people are glazing over that power. SQR podcast for Rosenberg Radio. I'm sitting here with Hassan Oliver. You just dropped that again. You said you're sad, but you turn that into a joke. To a joke. The, the best comedians, comics in the world, and entertainers turn pain into, we just lost Aretha Franklin. She took so much the world was going through as black people into songs. Mm -hmm. That's why she was great. Toast, R.I.P. Freedom. R. She R. was Aretha. filling our Let's pain. Bomb. So comedian, well said. a well said joke, a lot of people who probably could relate to it be like, wow, that was deep. So it has to come from somewhere. Fascinating, wow. It's funny for something. So <laughs> moving on from that from that experience, and now you're, you realize that, oh, I like what I just heard. I realize that mom is saying, yo, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, your journey from there forward, college, high school, were you the comic through the whole? I was the class clown, I was the mascot. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I was the mascot in college. Cause I needed extra credit 
because I couldn't pass certain classes. <laughs> so I said, I'll wear that, that uniform for two years with no underwear on, just give me the credit. <laughs> but I was the best mascot. What was the mascot? I was a Wolverine at Essex County College. Yo, sh yo, yo big, big shout out to Essex County College. ECC? I was the Wolverine. I had my split, cause like I was into gymnastics and all that. What? I told you I was with a white family. They had me doing all type of <laughs> you are two two stuff. I had my Russia. <laughs> when Bloodsport came on, I was the one in the gym going, oh. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is how the young boy said. This is facts, bro. This wow. is facts. Yo, so, so so let me ask you this. I just was. I just think. I just thought it was. This is me, this is my personality, and I'm gonna roll with it. Bong, you answered my question before. Because I was saying, how do you step up to the bat with that much machismo and say, yo, I'm gonna be funny. Give me that role, give me that mascot. Whether the grades were good or not, because I'm pretty sure you could have done something else. But you just embrace this. But you be scared at the same time. Mm. Everybody gets nervous. You, you can be, as an entertainer, actor, comedian, you could be nervous, but you always go and wonder if they're gonna accept what I, my talent is. But the main thing is having the guts. Cause, cause, cause public speaking is the hard, number one hardest job in the world. But if that was my gift, nothing else don't matter. I'm not scared. SQR Podcast, score Rosenberg Radio, dropping jewels, one, two, three. We're gonna take a quick break, come back, dig into the third phase of this and find out what's going on right now in Hassan Oliver's life. Profound podcast, one. What's up? <laughs> you got, you got that, that Lenny Green voice. Check it out, podcast. <laughs> Good, man, yeah. I just happen to come up hard. Legal or legal, I just come from the poet's part. Joe on the hook? Or the man 1225, that's Joe. Joe is official, bro. Joe been singing hook forever. I just happen to come up hard. Legal or legal, I never took a straight path nowhere. Mm. Life's full of SQR podcast, Rosenberg Radio, rocking in. Hassan Oliver, yo, thanks for putting me up on this support. Yeah, thanks. I'm a big 50 fan, yeah. but hearing Joe in the background, you know, blowing on that hook is also official. So thank you for making that be the mantra. You're, 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 you know, you're, it's, it's, it's a good score you're, for you're, the movie. Yeah, yeah. Wow, SQR podcast, everybody out there, find a song that'll be a great score for your movie. That song, score and compose right. Mm. Wow, let's crack into this. Uh, so now we have taken you the journey from b being born into a Muslim family that's not really doing the Muslim thing, <laughs> mm -hmm. getting mom and dad realizing they're on drugs, getting into the foster care system, been to two homes or multiple homes. Multiple. Multiple homes. Mm -hmm. Through this journey, you have coined and mastered being a comedian or taking a comedic approach through this journey, which at the end of the day, I salute you twice. Because mm -hmm. the first issue could have derailed a lot of people. Right. So I salute you for that. Thank you. And you know you are, honed your craft, I know you're cracking into some things. Let me ask this. Now that you know what you had to do, you're now focused on getting into comedy. What was one of your first auditions? My first audition was- uh, Real official audition for something. What was it for, by the way? It was for um, this one. They were still doing Def Comedy Jam. Okay, it I remember Def. Talent was hosting it somewhere down in South Jersey, and I was just like, I want to do comedy. They was auditioning everybody, and he was like, "You got two minutes." I didn't understand what he meant two minutes, and I was up there like, "Hey, how y'all doing?" 
<laughs> and they, they clapping like, yeah, what's going on? I said, you good, bro? And he hit me with the light. And I was like, I ain't even get to my jokes. He was like, you got two minutes. You took two minutes saying hi. And I was like, wow. Uh. So I fell back for like two years. Like, nah, that's the, <laughs> it, I saw how hard it was. Uh. But uh, the truth, the truth, Talk I took to a little six, seven month vacation, if you know what that means for the brothers. <laughs> And when I got back to society, I, I wrote every night, I'm gonna do comedy when I get out. And Were you writing material or just writing the phrase, I'm gonna do comedy? I wanna do, I, I wanna do comedy. Okay, let's slow this down. Because a lot of people, and my boy Domingo is very, and big shout out to my boy Domingo, AKA Flaco, because he's very adamant about telling me about writing stuff down. Right. And he does this mantra every morning. And you know, I'm looking at him sometimes like my dude. Yeah. I gotta keep it moving, bro. But I know there's power behind that. You know, my wife's remind me of that also. Writing. So you are in vaca on vacation. On vacation. And you're writing down, I am going to do, do comedy, comedy when I, when I get, get out. out. Escura Podcast, Core Rosenberg Radio. What I'm hearing is that this works. I wow. didn't have no material to write. I just knew that was going to help me. That's what me. blew my mind. You're not yeah. writing material. You're just writing the phrase. I am going to do comedy. It's it's some people don't understand like like you got artists that don't write down, they just lyrically good. Like a lot of artists are geniuses and a lot of geniuses may be weird. So you got to let a genius be weird cuz that's make him genius. Mm. Not writing comedy down, but just saying when I get out I'm going to do comedy, comedy, comedy. And my first audition when I got out bombed so bad again, same where, spot. Where was this? This was in Brooklyn at, um, y'all remember, Talent used to host it. It was called something. He called me Keyshawn Johnson. <laughs> you name and, song. and like, it was crazy. I couldn't even do a joke. He's like, I ain't do that to embarrass you. I just did that. For hopefully you will run with it. Oh. That was my first. Oh, okay. So he threw you a I still didn't get it. So people think they know comedy, but you don't until we hurts. When it start hurting, oh, you funny. You funny when it hurts. So you're now doing a couple stand-ups. You're getting better. Better ain't the word. Ooh. Better ain't the word. Put it like this. When you when you fail so much and bomb so much, you have no choice to get better. You have no choice to get better. Look into the camera so they can say this. Say it again to the, to the viewers. When you fail so much in life and bomb on stage so much, you have no choice to get better. If you leave, that means you wasn't, that wasn't meant for you to do this. Escura Podcast, Score Rosenberg Radio. Every time my guest drops a jewel, I have to remind my listeners, apply this to your life. That was so profound, my dude. You got you to gotta bomb. You got to lose. You got to lose whatever you invest into. No, but a typical guy, no, straight up, I'm going to fail six, seven, eight, nine times. I'm going to go pick up fishing. I'm going to do something else. Some people do that. Some people, some people want to live and be secure with financial ways, with no passion. <clears throat> I, I just wasn't, that just wasn't yep. me. So here you are taking this ride, bombing, but knowing that this is your lane. Tell me your first great stand-up. My a first great set where you saw reactions and crowd and people were like, yeah, my dude. You know what? It was a mainstream room, which is a white crowd in comedy. Yeah. You have urban and mainstream. I did Caroline's on Broadway. I know Caroline's. I it got was, a room in the back, actually. It was a guy named Dave Hammond used to do SNL. And uh, it, was a new, it, was a new, it was a new comics night. I brought like 60 people from Jersey. It was crazy. 
the God Dave went before me, killed it, stand ovation. I'm back there, damn, they got to go to the bathroom. I got six minutes, but that night, cause my 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 my, my brother always told me you gotta you can you can you look, you look mainstream too. You don't look igorish. Okay. You you got to probably look to go. Okay, white people look you non-threatened black man. Yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. be smart out here. True, true. That was my best set ever back then. Doing six minutes, getting the standing ovation after he killed it. After he killed it. After he killed it. So he it. raised the bar, and you went and just took it to the next level. Because he had a lot of black jokes, and I used my upbringing jokes with the white family. I just and they was just looking at me like, how does he know? That these white women are so nosy, <laughs> like that. Yeah. So what's so funny to all the guests are everybody's in the house and everybody that's listening to this podcast and will be watching this podcast. Hassan is gonna we're gonna put Hassan on the on the on the spot. He's gonna give us a three minute set at the end of the show, yeah. just to let you know how nice and how you know prolific you are with the comedy. So thanks on that home run, right? So yeah. now you you're moving on. Let me ask you this: You are now in a position where people know you and you've been on a couple of stages people not the world preach on it that's the key jersey new york know me the world need to know me mm. you don't want to be just jersey new york because you, you 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 bottled in mm. you, you you know you funny when you funny on the road people don't know that you go down to atlanta and dc and like and like la you know if you funny you could be funny in the bronx and jersey You'll know if you're funny on the road. Let me ask you this. Now that you are settled in your, in your journey, and it's a pleasure to be sitting across from you, not only hearing your story, but knowing that you're going to be a movement pretty soon. So it's a blessing to have you on the SQR podcast. What are you looking forward to in the future? What are some of the projects that are coming up so the guests can be looking out for you and knowing what's going on? Future projects. Um, I'm producing another commercial with DraftKings. After the first two I did with Odell Beckham and Joel and B helped write and produce two of those. So DraftKings. DraftKings. Two you already did two joints. Two. Five million views a piece going. <clears throat> and what's coming up? I can't tell you who we prank because it's like a gag order. Okay. But I'm okay. be shooting another one. And um just out of three hundred people who casted for that to get picked, that's a blessing right there. Ooh. It was so funny. I was listening to Jay Electronica the other night, and in a little piece, the lady says, "Oh, the room's getting smaller," and they go, "No, he's getting bigger." Yeah, that's yeah. what I wanna. That's that's the energy I'm feeling from you right now, bro. You, you gotta just go. The room is, you know, you're getting bigger. It's not. It's not a room getting. You know what I mean? It's you're getting bigger. So I salute you on that. As we get ready to wrap, I want you to let people know if you have a YouTube channel, if you got a a phone number, anything you want them to know, a Facebook where they can reach out to you, mm -hmm. and or and some of the projects that are coming up. Oh, the next project coming up, um, I'll be in Atlanta two weeks from now at the Uptown Comedy Corner, uh, performing with uh, JJ Williamson. Okay. I'm on three dates, and um, I'm doing a sequel to my movie, Still Unemployed. Okay. <laughs> Amazon Prime just gave me that little deal. Nice. And um, other than that, uh, I'm the, the, the biggest thing I'm still working on is just still being funnier. That's the that's the biggest project. Still being, being funny. funny. You have to be work, hit stage, hit stage. Never chase the money. I'm not getting paid after these three shows tonight. I'm doing I'm not getting paid. Just for repetition. Wow. Um right there, as we go down this close, that's another jewel you stuck by us. Don't do it for the money. No. 
sharpen that craft. And you're even doing three shows tonight. Where are you performing tonight? I'm gonna stop at the Comedy Cellar, do about four minutes. Then I'm gonna hit the Comic Strip Live. Then I'm gonna hit a hood room up in Brooklyn. Ooh. Over there on Avenue U, my man, he got a late, 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 late room. But you're gonna when, get a stage when you do rooms like that, that's hood, you're going to leave either you, you're going to do good or learn that you should do better. And screw up podcast, score Rosenberg, Hassan Oliver dropping jewels like a fisherman just spilling fishes everywhere, bro. Fishes. Yo, just jewels everywhere. As we get ready to rock out on this, Oliver, um, Hassan, could you just lead us into a set that we're going to play so the viewers can watch? You want to run the DraftKings set? We, we said we, we said you want to run run the uh, the Odell Beckham one because I had all of them food like I that had them like scared one dude was sweating on this the, any angry black man on film all white people get scared. Well, we're gonna run that right after this as we get ready to close here. SQR podcast for Rosenberg Radio. Hassan, all my guests on this podcast are asked the last two questions before we close. Mm -hmm. You have the magic wand. What two things you would impact in this world? Two things I would impact. I just gave you the magic one. You only got two wishes. And your second wish cannot be two more wishes. So you want me to tell them what to do? No. You got the magic one. What mm -hmm. do you want? If you want to buy yourself 10 Lamborghinis, yeah. say you want 10 Lamborghinis, your first wish. Your second, you want to build a big house, you got the magic one. What do you want to do with that magic one? The first one I want, any dark-skinned human being on earth, please treat our women like queens. Mm. All black men, Caribbean men, if we the same color, we need to, when the young see us, we need to show them that we need to treat people with respect and please start showing our women more respect out here because they deserve it. Mm. Second one. Second one is, if you're in entertainment business, you don't gotta keep putting up, coming soon, check me out. Don't put everything you do up because the real people, go, they watching you already. Escura Podcast, score Rosenberg Radio. Hassan Oliver, thank you so much for being here, bro. Great podcast. Check him out soon. We're going to put this podcast up. We're going to rack out in another two minutes. He's going to be on the set, dropping a quick set for us. Quick set. Escura yeah. Podcast, score Rosenberg Radio. One. Uh. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light, city life. I got to make it. This is where it goes down. I just happen to come up hard. I just got a burst like, you know, it's like, it just gets me into them one of them moves where I just be like, um, like, um, hey, bust around, be ripping it. You know that yeah. I be flipping yeah. it every yeah. time yeah. I yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. shitting yeah. on it. All right, all right, all right, chill, chill. I'm relaxing, I'm going to slow down. Mm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, y'all ready to have a good time? Start clapping your hands, man. Start clapping your hands. Start clapping your hands all the way. He just caught the plane from Brooklyn to Patterson. Put your hands together for baby boy Haas. What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody, man? Give yourself a round of applause for coming out, man. Y'all looking good. Yeah, you're looking good, man. I got good news, man. I'm about to celebrate my two years of being married next week, y'all. Thank you, man. I, I'm, I survived. I just think uh, before I get into my say, anybody here married? But if you don't get married, I just before you get married, fellas, look at the marriage certificate. And look for the warning labels. They got to treat marriage certificates like cigarettes now, 
because I was engaged. I found out some things my wife didn't do when we was engaged. It seems like soon as we took our vows, when I said I do, she starts snoring the same night. And women know, is when you're in a relationship, you hide things. You guys in a relationship? No, y'all just hanging out. Or y'all just said, fuck it, we just gonna go to the podcast and get some free beer. But when you were women, they disguise things until you really get together. My wife didn't snow, we was engaged. Soon as he said, do you, and I said, I do, that same night, nigga, it sounded like a Harley Davidson was in my bed. She snore, women snore. And fellas, you know, all women don't want to tell you when they're allergic to something. They allergic to all type of shit. You laughing because you're allergic to something in this room. You laying there with them, and they don't snore regular. This shit sound like hogs and sawing wood. And you laying there, you ever heard <laughs> You outside looking at the window like somebody in the backyard, baby. You don't want to know that's really her. Like, damn, we just had sex, and she sound like that? I proposed to her, but I don't know. I had a friend come over one day. We in the basement playing um, street fighting and shit. You know, we got the vents. And it was coming through the vents one night. And you could just hear it going. <laughs> he like, yo, you got dogs in the basement? Yo, they hungry, bro. And I'm, I'm in, my, in my heart going, I'm like, nah. He like, yo, them, them niggas sound like they hungry, bro. And every time like he do a, a hard you, <laughs> I'm, I'm pausing the game like, ah, shit. <laughs> Every time he, Hadouken. And he was like, yeah, I'm about to bounce, man. You, you, you shit, I'm about to call Humane Society on you. I know ain't no dogs down there. So I go upstairs like, honey, we got to stop this shit. What? This snoring shit. Well, it's too late. To death do us part. I said, bitch, you done died five times already. The fuck? <laughs> you killing me over here, man. But being married is cool, man. Because before I was married, I ain't going to lie, fellas, I always dated older women. I was 26. My bitch was 56. And that wasn't called the cougar. That was more like a saber-toothed tiger. Like this bitch, all her males from AARP. <laughs> her dentures came through motherfucking eBay, <laughs> Amazon dropping dentures shit off. And I thought it was sexy. Because older women take care of you, bro. She told me one day, I ain't going to suck your pee-pee. I'm going to change your soul. I said, damn, that shit sounds scary. I want to try it. <laughs> Her name was Dolores Dialis. And I don't know if you know what the word dialis means. And all men in here always want a woman who can get them head that can make them feel good, right? This bitch had me turned the fuck out. She invited me over one day. Older women, when you invite you over, they don't sing to you, they hum. She upstairs in a little Section 8 apartment. You could tell she was old because she had plastic on the furniture. She got that motherfucker walking like, unforgettable in every way. <laughs> you got that motherfucker looking around. This bitch got five sticks on all TVs. That mean the bitch don't got no cable, just the Wi-Fi. So she come downstairs. I'm sitting down there like a little ass bitch in the chair. You know how we do, fellas, we about to get some head. <laughs> I'm sitting there bitch like Ray Charles. <laughs> she looked me in my eyes and said, open your legs. I said, yes, ma'am. 
That's all niggas do. That right leg start buckling, you get scared, right? She looked me right in my eyes, took her dentures out and put them in some seltzer water. I start crying from the rip. This shit about to go down, nigga. <laughs> Any woman with no teeth, that shit for like the clouds fucking you. <laughs> Changed my soul that night. My name went from DK to Hassan Akbar Ali. I licked a lot three times that night. No teeth. A lot of shit going on out here, man. Trump out here doing crazy shit, man. You know what's, you know what's funny? Every time a black famous person die, somebody white die two days later. <laughs> Michael Jackson died, <laughs> For, uh, what's her name? Uh, Farrah Foster died three days later. They didn't give a fuck about her funeral. John McCain happened to die at the wrong time because the queen died. They buried that motherfucker in two days. <laughs> They had this shit on Facebook. <laughs> but the queen, Aretha Franklin died, her shit was look like the BET Awards. I'm like, you a black people, we gotta stop this shit, man. You gotta honor the queen, don't turn that shit into a, a award ceremony. So some people ain't laughing because they know it's messed up out there, man. A lot of kids out here, fellas, man. Fellas, you clap, you take care of your kids, clap it up. You take care of your kids. If they if 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 they under ten and they running around being bad as hell, man, it's things that we probably don't know we should tell them. You might buy your kids everything for school he need, right? Kids running around cause they got gas in their ass. You gotta tell them to fart three times a day. That shit help. They got gas. Your kids eat oodles and noodles? No? Your kids eat oodles and noodles? Shit, my daughter eat them shits and she one and a half, motherfucker. Kids got gas, man. <laughs> I'm 40 now, my credit good. I'm at a 450. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Y'all laughing like y'all shit better. <laughs> shit, before I got married, I was at a 350. <laughs> my wife had a rush card, I had one too. We had like a 602 down, my nigga. <laughs> Because when you older you get, you know, certain things break down. You know the first thing go brick, bro? is that back tooth. That back left tooth, I had you smiling like you motherfucking rabbit. <laughs> you got missing tooth in the back? Oh, y'all got y'all teeth? Y'all some lying ass Brooklyn Brownsville niggas. Yeah, I got my shit. Big bro, you got all your teeth? Some of them, nigga. It's one missing, and that one missing had you half smiling. You be like, what's going on? <laughs> hey, yo, you shot the fuck out, screw it, this <laughs> Now you look like you motherfucking security office out there. Hey, yo, go here with that shit. <laughs> you smoking the hookah like, <laughs> <laughs> bitch ass nigga. Oh, I got a gay cousin. I'm quite sure a lot of people here got gay family members, but you gotta accept them, right? You just gotta be ready for what type of room they gonna come out, either the kitchen, the closet, or the bathroom. I think my cousin came out the chimney on motherfuckers. <laughs> we all went out for the football team, this motherfucker go out to be a color guard. I said, who the fuck wanna run up the field with wandering screams and shit? But I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't bash on nobody if you're gay or whatever, just don't come out the time we hanging out. Just, just hold that shit like, yo, we gonna go do the podcast, I got something to tell you. No the fuck you not. <laughs> not on this interview, because they gonna think we coming out together. 
and gay guys always want to challenge you, look in your eyes, what? I'm not going to hit you, but I'm going to whoop your ass when we get in this car. Because <laughs> I don't call gay dudes facts. I don't do that. I call the windshield wipers. You ever saw a gay guy get happy and they dance? They got this little, <laughs> what the fuck is you watching? You'll get it if you went to high school and graduated. She said it. <laughs> Windshield wiper. I was in Atlanta one day, nigga. That shit rough down there. That shit like all the Autobots down that motherfucker. You fuck around me talking to a dude like, yo, what's going on? We gonna go and get a drink. He done transformed the Bumby. Hey, what's up? You're like, what the fuck? This the same dude from earlier? <laughs> we walking down the street, I'm with a chick. Dude, the real story. Hey, yo, you finding the motherfucker, boo? I'm like, hold on, hey, bro. I'm from Newark, New Jersey, man. I don't play that shit, bro. Don't ever disrespect me while I'm walking with my girl. I wasn't talking about her. I was talking about you. I'm saying, yo, you got that, fam. Get the fuck out of here. And this nigga, like, 6'4", like, I play for the Hawks, nigga, what? <laughs> she like, why you ain't do nothing? Look at that nigga arms. What <laughs> the fuck, I'm about to fight for us? It's gonna be the news, comedian get fucked up trying to defend a girl. <laughs> Shit, he was talking to me, not you. You ain't gonna have one of your on my ass. Shut up, shut up. Stop it. <laughs> you found the off-spark. Fuck that. Comedian get scratched up by six four center. <laughs> Shit, man. I got white friends, you got white friends? I love some of my white friends. I use them for certain reasons like they use us because I didn't know how to go to Starbucks to order shit. Because all we know in the hood is Dunkin' Donuts, two small coffees, light and sweet. That's basically a diabetes drink. <laughs> they, they pour sugar like they in the movie A House Party. Yo, you want some more sugar? Nigga, stop. <laughs> got the whole bucket in that motherfucker. You go on Starbucks, you remember the two black dudes got locked up in Philly? They, they they probably was looking at the menu so long, they probably had to put them the fuck out. Like two dudes come in like, yo, the fuck is going on? Hey, yo, Shake, this shit look crazy. <laughs> and if I'm in line too, I might go, they look, they look, they up to something, nigga. They been here for an hour staring at one menu. <laughs> so everybody going crazy, they racist. No, these niggas confused. They used to pop and give me a coffee, 115. They like, look, all this shit costs 650. And we all know when the brother start scratching his head, I'm either about to get these niggas or get the fuck out of here. So when you get to the cash register, you hate being asked questions. If you don't know me, hey, what's your name? Why you wanna know all that? I just want some coffee. Uh, what size? Tall, we don't have tall. You, well, what's, um, shit. Nothing on the menu say coffee. And by the time they probably was ready to order, he said, yo, let's just go sit down. The line already bad as fuck, like, damn. When you in Starbucks, they go, hmm. And you know, niggas like, yo, calm the fuck down, wear it up. Hey, yo, I don't even want nothing right now. <laughs> 30, 30 minutes later, like, who with those guys? I ain't waiting for 30 fucking minutes. Now they want to sit down? I think that's what happened. Like, we don't want to wait, like, yo, what the fuck? Y'all ain't got no coffee? For real, like, 
fuck is a grande, yo? It's medium. Want no fucking medium? <laughs> white, what, white person come up, order that shit sweet. You go let the little bitch order her shit, yo. Yeah, can I get a tall, sugar-free, non-fat, half-calf, 140 degrees in a venti foam on a cup on the side latte? You're like, damn, this bitch nice. <laughs> and they repeat it again. Is that what you want? I can say it again. I got you, ma'am. How much? Five fifty. You like that bitch about to pay six dollars for a drink? So they both sitting like, yo, we only got seven dollars a piece. I ain't spending my last on no coffee. White girl get a drink. Little white kid come in, nine years old, in the baby carriage getting pushed. We can't do that shit when we nine years old coming from the hood. After two, you out the fucking carriage. Cause whoever pregnant get in that carriage. Don't give a fuck if you a shitty ass baby. Your cousin need that cause the bitch pregnant again. <laughs> Fucking white people pushing this 10 year old nigga. Nigga feet suit. He unstrap himself, get up. Hi. Hi, let me unload my iPad. <laughs> Them little two black dudes are feeling like this some bullshit. They came and locked their black ass up for looking destructive. I think I survived the Shark Tank. So if you guys want to buy my product, <laughs> you can find me outside doing the Uber and the Lyft. You guys been great, man. You can catch me on Brick TV next season. My name is Hassan Oliver. Peace out.